So y'all didn't hear you, and then I was praising Jesus. If you, if you missed that, we'll do it again, absolutely. I got a big enough mouth that you sort of heard me anyway, at least toward the front. They were making me feel good. But um, the songs that we just sang, one of them, Spirit Lead Me, Where My Trust Is Without Borders, was that not Abraham? Was that not Hebrews 11? We're talking about in God we trust. Is that not the epitome of what that means? I was going, God, make help me to be that kind of man that if you tell me to do something, I'm just going to go. doesn't matter what it is. What an incredible way to lead us into the Word of God. We're going to be, we're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 11 and... Um, Hopefully, a lot of good things I want to share this morning. Uh, the title of the message, we're going to be looking at uh, a guy that uh, I had never studied before. Uh, the, ter- uh, the sermon title this morning is, By Faith, Able. By Faith, Able. And um, so if you don't get anything else, remember, Hebrews 11 is all about faith, Okay. And every t- almost every time when a, a character is mentioned, a person in Hebrews 11, you'll see this catchphrase, by faith. Okay, yeah. I want to make sure Zach said the screen would be on. I had to double check because it's not working on my screen. But by faith, able. And so we're going to be looking at um, this incredible man of God, only a few scriptures that talk about able, but we're going to look at it in detail. Uh, but uh, the next thing I want you to see as we talk about this, every time you think about Abel, you always think about Cain as well, right? And so I, I want you to get this in your mind. I hope that this week when you're even thinking about the spiritual truth, you're going to think, by faith, Abel, by fault, Cain. Okay? And we're, I'm going to back it up, but by faith, Abel, by fault, Cain. And um, the definition of fault is this, an unattractive or unsatisfactory feature, especially in a piece of work or in a person's character. I'll say that again. So by faith able, by fault came, fault, an unattractive or unsatisfactory feature, especially in a piece of work or in a person's character. Now we're going to see today when we start looking at these two different men because we're going to do a compare and contrast of two men. And, and, and what I want you to be thinking about this morning is the way of Abel or the way of Cain. Guys, it was clearly a character issue with these men. Okay, And so we're going to be looking at this. And I had a, a great time uh, studying uh, the story of Cain and Abel. And uh, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 4 to start with uh, before we get to Hebrews 11. So... If you'll go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 4, 1 through 8, or you can look at the screen. Um, this is what it says. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother Abel. Now, now let me just stop and, and say this as we're looking at this scripture. You know, Adam and Eve had messed up. We know the story, and they'd been kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And God made a promise in Genesis chapter 3. I'm going to give you a seed that's going to be the promise down the line. Now, she thought it was Cain, 
but it, it wasn't Cain, as we'll see. And she was like, I have gotten a man by the help of the Lord. You have given me a baby. And I something I never thought about. And, and I, it's just sort of dumb, but I never thought this was the first pregnancy. She had no idea what, what it was going to be. And, you know, Adam and Eve were fully grown. So she has this baby, and she has to take care of the baby, and, and it grows up, and we know that uh, how physically that takes place. And, and in the, the first part of the scripture when we read, it talks about the physical birth, and it mentions that Cain was the firstborn. And we know that usually, usually, not always, but usually the firstborn was given the rights and, and, and all of these blessings. But sometimes God does things upside down. And he starts in this very story in Genesis, as I keep reading the, the chapter, uh, after I mentioned verse 1, the Bible does something strange. It says, now Abel, it flips them. It, it starts with the youngest brother and puts him first. Because God's moving from a physical part to a spiritual part that's about to take place. Okay, And this is key. And God did this several times uh, in the Bible. He took what we thought like King David was the youngest, but yet he got all the blessings and even the spiritual blessings as the Messiah uh, in, his, in the offspring in his line. But let's look at it. So it says, now Abel was a keeper of the sheep and Cain a worker of the ground or a farmer. So you've got Abel, the shepherd, and Cain, the farmer. Two good occupations, two good uh, lines of work, nothing wrong there. And verse 3, it says, In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, which was what he did. He was a farmer. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of the fat portions. So you've got two offerings. And, and guys, I've, I've heard this preached a lot, and, and matter of fact, I had to really study because I don't want to ever teach something that's not specifically stated in the Word of God. And so a lot of times people will give you opinion as they're teaching the Word of God, but I wanted to clearly state what's in the Word of God. So two men, two offerings. That's what we know. We know that one was an animal offering. It says that Abel gave a sheep. But it also says something incredible. And this is what we have to take from uh, as we, we look at this passage. It says, he gave the firstborn sheep. Significant. Significant. Because what farmers would know is usually the firstborn of the flock was the strength, the future of your flock. And Abel goes, hey God, I'm going to give you the very best. I'm going to trust you. And God, we trust. In God, I trust. Hey God, I'm going to give you the first. I don't even know what else I'm going to get, but I'm going to give you the best. I'm going to give you the fat portion. I'm going to give you the best meat from the animal. He was already saying, I'm going to give my offering God in faith. Cain, on the other hand, we're going to keep reading, but Cain, on the other hand, 
And, and I want you to see this. Cain, on the other hand, he gave a great offering. It looked good. But it doesn't say that it was the best that he had to give. And so what does God have to say about that? Let's look at the verses. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. Wow. I wrote this down. Skip Isaac said this phrase. I didn't give him credit on the screen, but uh, I got it from him. It says, God does not separate God, excuse me, God does not see worship apart from the worshiper. God doesn't see worship apart from the worshiper. In Genesis, when I read it, it says, God had regard for Abel and his offering. You see that? The worship and the worshiper. But for Cain and his offering, he didn't have regard. Guys, hear this. Every time that we come to worship, God never separates you and your heart from the worship that you're giving. Never does. The sad thing is a lot of people come to God's house and they, they worship on the outside, but the inside's far from God. And Cain was doing that very thing. And we're going to look at it again in, in a lot of detail but feel the weight of that. God approved of Abel, but he disapproved, had no regard for Cain. Uh, go to the next slide. This is the first time in recorded history. That, now, this is where it starts, guys. This is the first time in recorded history you've got a worship service. You've got a worship service in Genesis. They both come to worship, Cain and Abel. One is worshiping by faith. The other is worshiping by works. You know, that's the only thing that separates Christianity from any other religion in, in the world. Faith versus works. Now, we know that if you have faith, you'll show works. But all the other religions, it's about what you do. And so Cain was coming. He said, hey, God, here it is. Now, what does God say in Genesis 4? Let's look at it. When his offering wasn't accepted, what did he do? So Cain was very angry and his face fell. He knew that the expectation of whatever the offering was supposed to be, he knew it. And yet, what did he do? I'm going to go the way of Cain. God, I'm going to make my way your way. And God goes, that never works. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. That's the only way to do it. You either do it God's way or you don't do it anyway. But what does man always want to do? Well, hey, God, I know you want me to do this, but I'll do this. It, it could be something as simple. Hey, God, you want me to give $100? I guess what? I'll give you 20 And God goes, no, it ain't about that. I want you to be obedient to what I told you to do. Spirit, lead me where there's truth without borders, where I'll just follow you. Cain goes, no, I got a way, God. This is the way. Now, God, in his mercy, what did he do? He spoke to Cain. God spoke to him directly. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry and why is your face fallen? If you do well or if you do what's right, will you not be accepted? 
And if you do not do well, do not do what's right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Now again, hear me, by faith, Abel, by fault, Cain, Cain realized he's done wrong, and instead of him repenting and saying, hey God, you're right, he bows up to God. And God says, Cain, sin's going to crouch at your door. I already know what you're, you're thinking. What does Cain do? Verse 8. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Now, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So they just went to church. The outside looks good. Good offering. Cain had a good offering. Looked good on the outside. Abel had a great offering. It didn't look good on the outside, but it was honoring to God because it was a bloody mess. And yet, right after worship, Cain goes, hey, Abel, I need to talk to you. Abel's like, okay. Cain kills his brother. Hey, God, I don't care what your way is. I don't care what you want. I'm going to do it my way. And my way is I'm upset that you looked at my brother instead of me. Even though I, I know what I need to do. Do the right thing. No, I'm not doing it. <clears throat> Abel was by faith looking to God. Cain was looking to himself. You know, that's what religion always does. Isn't it? Religion always tries to make you feel better about yourself. So if if whatever sin that you don't struggle with, you know what a religious person will do? They'll harp on that one because they don't struggle with that sin. But it's all about relationship and about faith in God. Matter of fact, I, I'll even say this. Next slide. How many wicked, evil things have been done in the name of religion? I want, I, want, I want you to think about that for a minute. Because if I took the time this morning, probably, probably every single person in this room would go, I know how religion hurt me. I know how people that were being religious looked good, but they didn't have a, a strong relationship with God. That religion hurt me to the core. Not relationship with Christ, but the religious part. Hey, if you don't do this a certain way, if you don't do that, and they making man-made rules instead of what God says to do. I bet every one of you would stand up and go, man, religion hurt me. The religious killed Jesus. Matter of fact, the religious killed Cain. Because guys, when we come into a worship building to, to worship God, God cares about your heart and your hands. Not one or the other, both. And I <clears throat> I want you to think about 
relationships by faith, religion. I want you to think about that. I, I'm spending a lot of time on Cain, but I, I want you to get this. First uh, John three twelve. What does it say about Cain? Not only have we what we saw in Genesis, but what does it say about Cain? In First John three twelve, we should not be like Cain, who was the was of the evil one and murdered his brother. Why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brothers righteous. Abel, Cain. To be righteous is to have faith. Every time you see the, the name Abel, it's always in the context of righteous. Faith. And again, we'll get to Hebrews 11 to, to get it. But Cain... Every time you see Cain mentioned in the Bible, you know what it's about? My flesh works what I'm going to do my way. Shouldn't be that way. It's a horrible verse in the scripture in Hebrews, or excuse me, in Jude 1, verse 11. It's talking about people that blaspheme the name of God in Jude. It's talking about people that are false and lack true relationship with Christ. This is what it says in, in that passage. It's not on the screen. It says this. Um, Woe to them, they walk in the way of Cain. Woe to them, they walk in the way of Cain. Now I want you to see what the scripture says about Abel. Because we spent a lot of time on Cain. You know why I want to spend so much time on Cain for a moment? Because we as followers of Jesus, we still struggle with wanting sometimes to go the way of Cain. Don't we not? Do we not? I mean, it's a struggle. It's a battle. I, matter of fact, this morning on the way over, the drive over here, me and Caleb got to talking. I said, Caleb, we got to quit talking about this subject because I'm about to get in my flesh. I was starting to go the way of Cain. So I don't know if this was any better. I said, hey, let's talk about donuts. Made me feel better anyway. Matter of fact, it's making me feel better now because uh, we're going to go get a donut later. But uh, sorry, sorry for that. Maybe you guys should go get a donut too. Um, But every time we look at Abel, let's look at uh, the verse of Scripture about Abel, uh, one of the key verses. Hebrews 11, verse 4, uh, says this. By faith, there it is again, by faith. Okay, so again, the only thing we can say for certain biblically, the, the story of Cain and Abel and the offerings, is one had faith, the other did not. That's what you can clearly, if you study the scripture, can see. One had faith, one did not. So let's go to Abel. 11 verse 4, it says, By faith, Abel offered a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, right with God, commending him by accepting his gifts through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. That's the, the approval that in Genesis 
we see, and, and God in Hebrews 11 says, hey, let me let, let you know about Cain and who he was, because you can't, you can't separate the worshiper from the worship. This is what was going on. I saw what was on the inside. I tried to help Cain. Cain goes, no, I'm going my way. Abel, on the other hand, Abel goes, hey, God, I'm looking to the future of what you're going to do. And Abel had no idea that that was the day he was going to die. But he was already looking to the city, the heaven that he knew was going to be there. I got to thinking about this. Giving your best. That's why when you honor God, God wants you to give him priority. When you get your paycheck, God wants you to say, hey, 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 God, I'm giving you this first. I'm going to trust you on the rest later, but I'm going to give you the first, the fat portion. I'm going to give you the best. Isn't that what over and over God did in the scriptures he showed by faith, Abel? I, I, I thought about I thought about this a lot. When, when God was looking at uh, taking his disciples and teaching them about walking like Jesus, what did he do? One day, he had them sit in a worship service and just watch. Remember what the disciples did? People started bringing money. Man, rich people was bringing tons of money. And it would drop in, and, and the disciples are like, wow! And then this poor widow had a penny. She starts walking up. The disciples are probably saying, hey, give me something to eat. Ain't nothing to see here. Remember what Jesus said? Hey, hey, hey! Look! This widow gave everything she had. Hey, God, I don't even know how it's going to work out, but I'm going to give you all of it. I'm going to give you everything, God, because that's what you want me to do. I can't wait to get to heaven one day because we'll, we'll hear the rest of the story. God took care of that widow. She didn't go hungry that day. God wants our best, and he never separates the worshiper from the worship. Never. That's why he always saw to the heart. Remember the Pharisees? They always act like they were doing all these great things for God, and God goes, you guys are sending people straight to hell. And that was such a rebuke. Um, such a rebuke. Remember the story of... Uh, King Saul, God says, hey, Saul, I want you to kill everybody, everything, because it's a wicked people. I want you to just destroy everything. Remember what Saul did? He said, hey, uh, we, we did what you said. We obeyed God. And the prophet says, no, you didn't. What do I, what do I hear sheep? What do I hear the sound of animals? And then Saul even kept the king alive. Remember that? Remember what the prophet did? Remember what Samuel did? He said, the kingdom's being torn from you this day. And he looked at the king. 
He said, God demands obedience. That's what he was saying. He killed that king. Because the prophets of God knew God desires complete obedience. Hebrews chapter 10, a couple of things it says. In Hebrews chapter 10 and, and verse 4, it says, you know that bulls and goats, sin offering is not going to work. You know what God really desires? Verse 6, it says it. Um, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And then it goes on in verse 7. You know what it says? It says this. Jesus says, God, I have come to do exactly your will. See, that's that's the issue that we need to always have before us. Are we walking in the way of Abel, which Abel represents a type of Christ, symbolic of what Christ was going to be. Abel was a shepherd. Jesus was the great shepherd. Abel gave a blood sacrifice thinking to the future of the ultimate sacrifice. And again, we, we've already talked about Cain. Cain went his own way. Last thing I want to share. I, I had heard somebody say this, and, and I disagree with it. I wrote it down, but this is what they said. But they said, and it was their intent was good, but they said, it's not so much what you give, but why you give. And I got to thinking about that. I was like, well, that's good, but it's really, it's not only why you give an offering, but what you give. It's both. It's not, not so much. No, it's both. God desires why, the motive of what you do for him. And again, when we say give, a lot of times we think money. No, that's part of it. But God's wanting your whole self. You know, uh, Romans 12 says, I beseech you by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. And that's exactly what um, Jesus wants from us. So I want to pose the question. I, I, I put this in the growth guide last week, and, and you can look at the growth guide this week, but I had put this. What are you doing right now that requires faith? I want to be like the Hebrews 11 characters. By faith, and then the blank be Chad. By faith, put your name in there. What am I doing that I'm, I'm trusting God? Because God's got big plans for Community Heights Church. Big plans. And it's not just about this body in here and not what we're going to do on this hill. That's part of it. There's a lot more of what God wants us to do when we go out off the hill and reach people for the kingdom. Let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I, I pray that we would be like Abel. 
Lord, our life is but a, a brief moment, and then we're gone. Lord, I pray that you would challenge us. Lord, I pray that, I, Lord, you have challenged us. Lord, I pray that whatever you are telling us, that we are submissive like Abel was and not rebellious like Cain. God, so whatever that looks like, whatever you even have shared this morning with someone in the, the room, I pray they'd be obedient. Lord, I pray that they wouldn't be obstinate and go their own way. Lord, we, we know that's a destructive path. So, Lord, help us to honor you. Help us to please you. Thank you for uh, this body and what you're going to do in the coming months and years. We pray it in the name of above all names, the Lord Jesus.